The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious about Hypnosis. Let's get so psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, what's going on, listeners? I don't have no witty um, intro for y'all this week, but um, we're going to try to make this a great show. Um, Samuel Kalunga will not be joining us this week. Uh, Sam is like uh, Will Smith's dad. He comes into our lives. He takes us around and buys us all these nice gifts and stuff. And just when we get comfortable, he, 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 he doesn't show up, and we left wondering why he don't want us, Uncle Phil. <laughs> nah, shout out to Sam. His schedule, he had to work, so he couldn't join us tonight. But big ups to our rawcast journalist, Samuel Kalunga. This is the rawcast. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for the Rasselcast dash the CSPN and subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the Rasselcast sign, and you'll get the rawcast, SmackDown Matters, NXT cast, cast it strong style in your podcast queue each and every week or new recording. Now, Don, yes, sir. Before you start. You know what this means, right? What does this mean, sir? You know what this episode is, right? I don't know, sir. But inform me. You know, this, you know what this episode is, right? It's the go-home episode to Extreme Rules. So you know what that means, what we got to so do, right? That means we have a who you got, and that means I got to go find the card, because... I, I totally <laughs> whiffed because they didn't do much to build up extreme rules this year. Um, only thing I really know is we got uh, the demon versus Roman uh, for the title in an extreme rules match. We got Becky versus Bianca. We got triple threat. Okay, here we go. I got the card right here. Let me pull up my notes so I can get your your responses here and then we'll go from there all right people so on the fly as a producer was not ready for uh totally ready for the show tonight um who you got extreme rules uh by the way extreme cast with an x is going to be the uh, hashtag to share commentary with color this sunday uh for extreme rules so please join us starting at eight o'clock um Hopefully, I've got work, but hopefully I'll be back in time to spark up the spaces. Uh, if not, not, if not, my trusty my, my trusty co-host here will be on the case. Of course. <laughs> I'll be coming from the baseball game. 
Oh yeah, you going to go see the Nat? I uh, mean the Orioles. Yeah. Who are they playing? This is my third game this season. This is a, this is something totally new for me. Oh. Like I'll I'll go to like a game like once every two years, and now I've been to like three in one season. Um, yeah. they play the Rangers. I got to try to get out to a baseball game myself, man. I think next week, maybe it's this week, maybe it's this Friday. They're having their last homestand of the season. If it's this Friday, I'm definitely going because the weather is supposed to be fantastic. Right. So, yeah, you, 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 it may be another Don DeLorente less uh, episode of SmackDown Matters. I have to do it on my Friday, Saturday morning ish. Okay. So, Saturday morning ish. I'll be tripping. You waking up and you read. I'm like, why am I getting I'm like, oh, that's this Don retweeting the Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the SmackDown tweets. <laughs> All right, so we got Binky versus Becky for the SmackDown Women's Title. Who you got? Uh, Becky's going to retain, and much as it hurts me to say that. Yep, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. We're gonna have to. Binky's gonna have to take the long road. Maybe she'll be back to back winner of the Royal Rumble, though. That's yeah, you know, stuff that's reserved for like Stone Cold and people like that to ever win it back to back. Uh, Damian Priest, he's going to be defending that United States Championship in the triple threat against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. So, Mo to the underscore. Who you got? Champ retains. All right. Going with the Priest. Yep, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, I think Priest is just kind of getting started with his, uh, his really, you know, first good run on the main roster. You know, we had the thing with Bad Bunny. We was able to get Bad Bunny over, but that was all for somebody else. Now he's in it for himself. So I think this has been, and this has actually been a pretty good little feud they've built up as well. So it has been like everything that they're doing so far with Damian Priest. Maybe they could make people remember he's a champion a little bit more than they have, but other than that, everything's fine. All right, next up, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Who you got? As Tina Marie once once said, I'm going to go out on a limb. Shut up. As Tina Marie once saying, I'm going out on a limb. Uh I'm going to take my bliss, bliss, the blissful one. Alexa Bliss. So you're calling for the return of the Bliss Cakes champ, huh? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Uh, I'm going with Charlotte. I'm trying to win. I'll of course. Charlotte, right. You want Charlotte? I already know. I saw when you was you was you was talking about her presence. I said, look at him. Look at him. Hey man, I will get to that. But yeah, okay. I mean, you can. Yeah, it's definitely very distinguishable. Um. We're going to have Liv Morgan versus Carmella in a singles match. So who you got? Um, Liv Morgan. Yep. We're all here for Liv as well. Um, I think they really have a, a star in Liv Morgan if they just decide to give her enough room to explore that crowd is definitely behind her. they keep they, they keep like starting to stop and let that girl go right 
Um, her and Tony Storm were a tag team uh, on SmackDown this past week. Um, if they yes, continue they to be a team, I'm going to call them Thick and Thicker. Okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, the Usos are defending those SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits. Who you got? As much as I want to root for everybody black, the bloodline retains. Because they the ones. They ones. Yeah, I, I feel the same thing, man. I, I think the Usos are they're in their ish right now when it comes to championship gold and that mentality. So I'm going with the Usos as well. And then our main event of the evening. I mean, there there, there may be like two more matches added. They, they may try to sneak in this Big E versus Bobby Lashley, like Extreme Rules, a chair match or something. But for what we have based on this recording and according to Wikipedia, the main event will be Roman Reigns defending that universal title against the Demon. Not Finn Balor, but the Demon. Who you got? Oh, Roman's going to retain because they already have the next three, his next three opponents um, mapped out. So, and we already know where they're going with that. So, it's going to be the Demon, Brock, and then Drew. No. Demon, Brock, and Big E. Oh, yeah. I forgot they're teasing that beat. The match I saw last night was the match I would rather prefer to have at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. But, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But we'll, we'll, that, that was, uh, in the words of semi, a banger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there we go. Thank you, Mo, to the underscore Reese for uh, helping me with my my job. I definitely forgot this was a pay-per-view weekend and needed to get to who you got to be a part of this show. <laughs> That's what you have to. That's what you got me in for. To yeah, remind man, you. I, I, it's getting to the point, man. There's so much wrestling. The G1 started this weekend. I need an assistant, man. I, I'm getting to that point. I, I need me a, a Harvey Whippleman, uh, uh, a Brooklyn Brawler, you know, uh, um, uh, Oklahoma. I, I need me an assistant, man. Wow, Oklahoma! No, screw you, <laughs> screw you, I'm a goddamn Homer. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, definitely all one with that one. Yeah, they were definitely um, giving Jim Ross a hard time. for the JR with that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember one episode, one episode wrong. It was like, it was like one of the women was right. They said, be careful. Oklahoma's going to pour barbecue sauce on it. I said, it's <laughs> dirty here. Uh-huh. Well, we'll talk up. Well, you want to do Mo Mo, Mo Melson new segment nope. beginning, or you want to wait till the end? Save it to the end. Save it to the end. Okay. All right. So we'll start with Monday Night Raw from my Raleigh, home, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's right, the PNC Arena. I was in the building in a working capacity. Yeah, I was I was there in a working capacity. Um so that continues. Yeah, you, you, you 
you're working all right, sir. You're working all right. So that continues the string of uh, live events attended by people here in the Rasslecast fam. So Miss Simi went to MSG SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, followed that up by being at AEW Dynamite last week. Then Kyle Wren was at the Knoxville show. Go to the Queen show. Nope, she went to the one in Newark. Oh, I thought she was going to the Arthur Ashe show. Okay. And then, uh, so we uh, had Kyle Wren at SmackDown last week in Knoxville. And then mm-hmm. I was here at Monday Night Raw. Uh, for this event, and then you're going to SmackDown in a couple of weeks, right? The first of October for the for the draft. Yep. So, yeah, man, we've been representing uh, at these live events. We've been out here giving y'all firsthand commentary with color. So, you know, this is great. This is great that we actually, actually, you know. Oh, don't forget. Well, don't forget that. Um, um, our girl Miss V was at the Minneapolis on SmackDown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss V was yes, he was the one who kicked it off. She was the first one to go. Yeah, she saw this whole thing off. This whole, this whole, um, this whole um reunion tour back with WWE going to WWE live shows. Right. She kicked it off. He was giving us um, giving us the play by play of how Roman was looking in the um in the space. <laughs> uh, let's see. So we'll we'll start with a little bit of my backstage. My you know kind of inside stuff so they had the catering right in where we have to go to like start our work day start our shift or whatever so you come upstairs and you've got like security it's like why is this all blocked off and then all of a sudden there's some chairs out in this little area before you get to actually where the catering is set up and the security is out just sitting there just chilling in his little jumpsuit playing on his phone it's like Hmm, that's the security tower right there. Then you walk up and then you realize, oh, this is catering up here. So it's <laughs> like, um, like our truth, our truth, and Shelton Benjamin are like walking out together. They're they're talking to each other. Um, let's see, Ricochet was like just getting his food, getting ready to sit down. Um, who else did I see on that? What did, what did the food catering look like? Uh, it was very high quality food, sir. I mean, they have like a whole staff for just the catering. I mean, they got any type of drink you want, any kind of clean food you want. So, I mean, it was very impressive. It was, it was. I see why a lot of them hang out with catering then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joy Mercury, uh, not Joy Mercury. Um, what's the dude uh, who was with Melina? Uh, Jamie Noble, seen him. Uh with Melina. Who was it that he was? Wasn't it Melina? He was with N- Nadia. Yeah, Nadia. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wasn't with no damn. No, Joey Mercury was with my um. Okay. Was with Melina. Okay, no, did not see Joey Mercury. Uh, I saw Austin Theory. I saw. Okay, I saw, okay. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw. I think I saw. Actually, now that I think about it, because I couldn't place who the smoking hot blonde was. I think I saw Scarlet. She was, oh yeah, she was in this lime green dress, and I'm like, "Who is that?" And now that I think about it, so I was like, "Did you see Scarlet?" And I'm like, "You know what? That might have been her." Um, I saw Eva Marie, saw Dewdrop. Um, let's see who else I saw. I saw Michael Hayes in his uh, best pimp daddy outfit. Saw Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Actually, had to uh, you know be like, "Excuse me, Bruce," as I was getting or going around him as he was waiting on the elevator. So. Um, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
So I was I, when I saw Austin Theory, he had like got up to like go get some food through the catering, and I was like walking past, and I was trying to hope that he was gonna look up and give me some eye contact, and I was gonna try to get him to do the like way high five from the distance. Oh, but he didn't look up. Yeah, but he didn't look up though. He didn't look up. You just had your hand up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping I was gonna get that moment. Um, so you know, before the match, it's always like to see who like hangs out with who when they're rolling around. So you know, AJ and Amos, mm-hmm. they're hanging around. Almost is hanging around AJ pretty tight. Riddle's just acting a fool down there on the floor. New Day, of course, having a lot of fun. Um. So it's always interesting to see who they're rolling around with prior to the show. Um, then we had main event. I watched my first episode of main event, y'all. Finally. Yeah, finally. He finally gets to see a main event match. I've been trying to get this man to watch main event on TV. But he had to go to work and watch it himself. So <laughs> I'm going to hear this. The only, only way I ever watch main event is if I get paid for it. Um, well, there it is. So the biggest thing that came out of main event was uh, Keith Lee started the evening against some uh, local competitor. I don't even think they said who his name was. And they announced him as Keith Bearcat Lee. So he's added, instead of dropping a name, he's added a name. Uh, I guess he is uh, paying uh, homage to uh, Bearcat Wright, who was like the first recognized world champion, uh, black world champion in wrestling. So that's pretty. Yeah, it was talking about, was talking about that on um, or in the Twitter, in the in the Twitter. Yeah, so hopefully that leads to uh, you know, more time and a spark for Keith Lee. But you know, he looked good. Yeah. You know, you know, two minute little squash match. He did his thing. Uh, Cedric Alexander, he got the win over Lindsay Dorado. Uh, they had a pretty nice cruiserweight match. And then Rick O'Shea uh, was defeated by Karrion Cross, and what would be the main of event course. for main event? Of course, yeah, yeah. Then that brought us to Monday Night Raw. Uh, my vantage point was a little disappointing. I was kind of on the side of the um, the Titan Tron, so I couldn't see the, the like the side of the set, so we couldn't really see any of the stuff that was happening on the screen. Um, but we had a really good view of the ring and a really yeah. good, and a really good view of the aisle, uh, from mm-hmm. the suites, from the suites level. <coughs> and the, uh, pyro was back. So yeah, it did take a minute to get used to the bangs and the booms. <clears throat> especially, all the way. especially when Roman came out there and that joint's like, <laughs> but uh, we get a recap of Big E cashing in the money in the bank briefcase to win a WWE title last week. Then a New Day come out to celebrate Big E's title win. Uh, the people were here for New Day, man. Uh, but the the two things that you could hear, which is probably bad timing for one of those, were the woos and the New Day rocks, uh, the chants and the claps, uh, all during the pre-show when people were filing into the building. So, Biggie's here to celebrate that title win. Biggie is rather emotional as he soaks in the "You Deserve It" chance and says, "This feels like Thanksgiving to him. He's thankful for everyone who has been here chanting New Day rocks and those who chanted New Day sucks." He says, "There are some great people here to celebrate with him, and uh, there's one more above watching down on him." And so everybody who knows starts chanting for Brody Lee. 
Biggie has to, you know, pause for a second as that's very emotional uh, for him. As for tonight, though, it's time for some it's time to deal with town business because the New Day has to deal with the bloodline. He says Monday Night Raw is their show, though, and they will send the bloodline packing because and then the crowd starts chanting New Day rocks. And before Big E can confirm it, we hear the music of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and the bloodline are here, and they start making their way down to the ring. Okay. Paul Heyman and the way he holds up this title belt is the most entertaining thing about watching this live. He has got that thing up high. He has got his chest poked out and he is up front making sure everybody knows that the champion is coming to the ring. It's almost like uh, back in the day, if you ever watched like old boxing matches where some boxers like to wear their belts and then some boxers like to have like the, you know, one of their assistants carry the belt out for them. That's how Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's rocking it. Like when a cornerman carrying the belt out for a boxer, great stuff. Um, the women were going crazy for Roman and the bloodline, as you would imagine. Uh, they had the white bloodline shirts on, so everybody was liking that. So Roman comes down to the ring. Him and Big E, they don't say any words. They just have a stare down. Roman takes off the Universal title, holds it up high. Big E takes off the WWE title, holds it up high. That stare down brings us to commercial break. So during the commercial break, they're just, you know, the they're just chilling on the outside of the ring, waiting for the lights to come back up. Uh, and then we have our match. The New Day versus the Bloodline. Big E tosses Kofi onto the Usos, but Roman Reigns is back up with the Superman punch. Wood super kicks Roman for two, but here is Bobby Lashley to take out everybody with the referee watching the whole thing. So since this is not a disqualification, Roman spears Xavier Woods and gets the pin. So the bloodline defeats the New Day with a little help from Bobby Lashley. So I listened to Bust Over Radio this morning, and they were saying that technically um, the referee um, the referee made the right decision because um, he, you know, because. You know, Bobby Lashley wasn't acting on the behalf of this one team. He was like, yeah, he, he was, was there. He was like, fuck everybody. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, so let me, he was like, let me just go ahead with both team asses. And I'm thinking like, well, I'm like, dude, you didn't, um, you didn't, um, You didn't beat both of them, both of them up, and then, um, and then that was just like referee was like, "Oh, you know, I'm not gonna call it a DQ." I'm like, "This is bullshit." The the crowd was so into this. The crowd, was yeah, so into Big E all night, just in general. But this right here, yeah, this was like on some other things when when Big E finally tagged because you know they built up the match for Big E to Roman to finally get like the hot tags or whatever and lead into the finish 
when they mm-hmm. both tagged in, dude, the people were getting on their feet. They were like, yo, this is it. And, man, when Big E started throwing Roman around with those suplexes, oh, man, yeah, the people were definitely in it. So they definitely got their confirmation that Big E is a big money player, that the people are with it. And uh, so that's that's a good sign for him going forward in this title reign. Now, after the match, Bobby Lashley spears Roman, and then he hits another spear to Big E and drives him through the barricade. And, and literally, Bobby Lashley, like, took out like six people on his own made bobby really good he took everybody out yeah yeah bobby looked really good uh mvp unfortunately um got hurt so he is not uh a part he did not he was not there with bobby to do his talking for him so bobby after the break, goes to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to rant about Big E. Lastly, insists that he can beat Big E or Roman, and the bosses just stare at him like this man is talking crazy. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't see the screen for any of these um, backstage segments, so we just had to listen to them. So, my imagination, and I had to come back and watch them on YouTube. Um, Riddle has made sure that he and Orton have the same Spotify playlist. And talks about how they are on a roll. Orton isn't impressed, even as Riddle talks about how Orton can beat AJ Styles tonight. Riddle wonders what his spirit animal would be, thinking it might be a mongoose. Orton thinks Riddle is confusing a movie with real life and says he's ready for AJ tonight. Oh, and the headphones Riddle gave him? Pretty cool. Riddle responds by singing Orton's theme song. I was wondering what was Orton listening to. Um... <laughs> Migos, of course. Straightening. That's true. Ain't straightening, but straightening. <laughs> uh, we recap the Eva Marie versus Dewdrop saga, and now it's time for Eva Marie versus Dewdrop. Uh, Dewdrop's music is very good and very catchy. She's going to get a, the fans were really into her, uh, I think, just based off of the music. And I think they really like do draw. I think they like Piper. She's got a really good charisma about her. Um, so even Marie gets on the mic and says, this isn't a fair match because she's put together and do drop is a mess. Girls like do drop can't beat women like her, but they're going to ring the bell anyway. So my girl, even Marie already out here drawing up the heat. Uh, Dewdrop chases her around the ring to start, catches her and finishes Eva Marie with the basement crossbody for about a minute and a half squash match. Yep. And then she declared that the evolution was over. Yep. Yep. Uh, so now it's Big E's turn to storm into the boss's offices. Uh, he says he wants Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns tonight. They still don't have a response. So after a commercial now, break... Oh, go ahead. As I was saying on Twitter... I bet I, mean, I bet Sonya Deville didn't um, find Big E or Bobby Lashley um, for running up on her. I'm talking about matches and things like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, our girl Naomi. A lot of people were like, "That's the best promo Naomi's ever cut." Um, I was a big fan of the um, adult barrettes she had in her hair. They, them things was popping. Uh, anyway. Uh, Big E storms into the boss's office. Like I said, they, he demands a match, and they don't have a response for him. So after the, the commercial break, 
Paul Heyman comes in to see the bosses and goes on about how people have come in here and complained about everything tonight. Heyman says that he doesn't do that because he has a message from Roman Reigns and Sonya Deville cuts him off and makes a triple threat match for tonight. And now he can go tell Roman Reigns that that is official. When Naomi catch up with Sonya Deville, I know you and Jade are like presidents of the Sonya Deville fan club, but um, she might have to get uh, impeached if she keep uh, messing around with Naomi the way that she's doing. Well, the girl dirty. They don't think that she won't um, step to her like she did last week. She just had to remind Sonya Deville uh, about her credentials. She was like, I've been here longer than you. I'm accomplished way more than you have. I'm a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> yeah. Right. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton, RK Bro, they got one of the biggest pops of the night. Fans are really into RK Bro, man. Um, Lion Salt, of all things, gives AJ a two count, so it's time for the phenomenal forearm. Orton teases the RKO as a counter, so AJ drops back down to the apron, allowing Orton to kick him in the gut and then hit the hanging DDT. Oh, my gosh. When, when he hit that and people realized the RKO was coming, man, they were ready for it. And then when the RKO hit, the roof came off that joint as AJ Styles pinned, got pinned, excuse me, by Randy Orton. Randy Orton is your winner. Um, Matt Riddle does a really good job of cheerleading at ringside. So, like, Randy would do, like, a move and – a big move or whatever and Randy always stops so it can register because he's old school like that and when the people don't kind of get up the way that it probably meant to be Riddle's out there like waving his arms around cheering and stuff getting people really into it so it definitely adds a, a little more excitement to a Randy Orton match than normally would be so they have very good chemistry um, I think the, the highlight of this match for me though was uh Almost giving uh, Matt Riddle that uh, that that Debo uppercut. <laughs> Not that man from like by the aisleway all the way to the barricade off his feet. Like damn! Oh, and another very impressive thing was in the um, the first match, the Bloodline versus New Day. Man, Roman threw Kofi Kingston completely over the announce table into the barricade behind them. Like, Kofi didn't even touch that table. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's like, that was impressive. Um, So, we recap Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. How they teamed together, they argued, they won, they argued, they lost, they argued, they lost some more, they argued, they did the same for about six more months, and then we finally got to this match. Um, Nia Jax's gear, very sparkly. Very, very sparkly. Um, 
A kick to the head puts Nia Jax down on all fours. Another kick to the face sets up the Carefu to clutch. Nia counters out of it with this straight power. Shayna grabs it again, so Nia drops her, like tries to you know, counter it by just dropping straight back into her back. But that doesn't help as Shayna rolls over to the side with the clutch still locked in, and Nia Jax passes out. Now, I didn't have a good view of this, so I couldn't see everything that was going on. But post-match, Shayna takes her outside the ring and kicks um, Nia in the head. Shayna then puts Nia's hand in the steps for a running stomp to make Nia scream. Shayna then looks conflicted, but stomps on the, you know, how she does the elbow thing. So she stomps on Nia's elbow. Nia just gives out this piercing screaming uh, as they, you know, run out to tend her and uh, the refs look at her and get her medical attention. So did this look really good on TV? Say again. Did the Nia uh, Shayna post-match thing look really good on TV? It did. It was like she, they not, I mean, Shayna got her come up and so um or Nia. So it was like just crazy. She, the way she was begging, she was begging. She was like, stop, Shayna, stop. And Shayna was looking like remorseful and everything, you know. So this was this is like setting up some good um some good television between those two. So they just turned Nia Jack's face by default. Yep. Okay. Well we'll see how that works out. Her curls look fantastic in real life though. Definitely here for that. I wouldn't be able to see that and that probably would be like losing my mind. Yeah, you're gonna be a lot closer than I was. So yeah, you definitely uh would would be losing your mind. Um Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo say, huh, say what? Took on Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Garza and Carrillo say they're family and both are handsome, so why not team together? Uh, everyone heads to the outside with Garza posting Ali against the uh, ring post. Man, that joint rung out through the arena when he hit that joint. Then it's a Muda lock uh, into a, uh, a dropkick combination to finish off Mustafa Ali and Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. And what I thought was an upset, pick up the win uh, against Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Yeah. They got a little something, though, those two. Garza and Carrillo. They got a little, they got a little something with them. I was uh, shocked to see Umberto Carrillo, uh, you know, he just turned heel just all of a sudden on us, and, and he looked good. So uh, they they could definitely could have something there. Video, uh, Karrion Cross talking about whatever Karrion Cross was talking about. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash come out to tell us about how great Connor's Cure is. They dedicate their women's tag team title shot to the sick children and hold up a V for a victory over cancer. Um. I don't know what was going on with Rhea Ripley. I don't know if she just was really emotional, but yeah, she was stumbling and bumbling over her lines. But um, she, Nikki, brought everything in, landed a plane for them. Uh, so now it's Natty and Tamina versus Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley for the women's tag team titles. The Superfly Splash misses, but it's back to Natty to cut Nikki off. 
Rhea takes Tamina down on the outside and rip ties her onto the apron. That leaves Nikki Ash to small package Natalia for the pin. And we have new women's tag team champions. Somebody tell me that um, Tony, not Tony, um, Shotzi and um, Tegan. The Jack, the, I mean, the Jack, yeah, they didn't, they, um, didn't get to put this, see, see one and build her up. I mean, they just, yeah, they just got skipped over, man. I don't know. I don't know what what they didn't see in those two to not ever give them a chance to get the title shot that they earned unless they're going to set up a triple threat when uh, Natalia and Natty asked, I mean, Natalia and Tamina, excuse me, asked for their rematch. Which, you know, they're going to do. So, but yeah, I really thought Tegan and, um, Shotzi would have been a more entertaining version of this, but you know, they're they're doing things differently right about now. Uh, so we see a recap of Charlotte throwing her version of Lily Charlie in the trash last week. Now it's time for Alexis Playground. Now this has been uh, discussed today. I saw in the wrestling circles as it was reported by Dave Meltzer that people were leaving out of the arena in droves when this segment came on. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of people left, but people left saw what they came and saw and then they rolled out. I think that if anything, people were maybe taking a bathroom break at this point because we are like, you know, two and a half hours into the doors being open and the show starting. So I just think that people might have just said, oh, this is going to be a long talking segment. So let me go ahead and go to the bathroom now. But it wasn't like it was an exodus, like they portrayed it. Uh, if you read the reports of what happened. So, it's time for Alexis Playground. Alexa Bliss brings out her guest for this week, Charlotte Flair. Um, Charlotte Flair was in this sherbet, like, pantsuit. Yeah, she was owning it, man. Just the way that she, like, you can see it. Like, she has, like, I am a star. I am very good. I know I'm very good. And I am about to own whatever amount of time that I am out here. And nobody's better than me. Not even for a second is anybody better than me. And that's how she walks around in that ring. And it's it's very, it's very striking and very noticeable compared to a lot of people, men and women who come out of that show. Yeah. So after picking up a microphone off the rocking horse, Charlotte says that she would rather remind people that Bliss used to be a competitor. Alexa Bliss says, there she is, ladies and gentlemen, the fun police. Bliss wants a girl's night between the two of them and Lily, but there is no Charlie. Worry not, though, because Bliss has another Charlie, and the crowd was really into that. Uh, Charlotte wants the real Alexa Bliss, though, because this is just a way to hide how fragile Bliss really is. Start by getting rid of the black lipstick and then realize that Lily is more popular than you are. How did Charlotte go from main eventing WrestleMania to playing with dolls on Raw? She has beaten everyone, and now she has to beat an adult who has to dress like a kid. Should she beat Alexa Bliss up tonight or wait until Sunday? Alexa Bliss... Alexa Bliss mocks Charlotte for being the best ever and points out that Charlotte has lost more titles than any woman ever as well. 
She says, without a title, though, who is Charlotte anyway? Without a title, she doesn't have anything, and her insecurities are stamped right on her forehead. So... So they were like, uh, without a title, who is Charlotte anyway? And the fans start going, woo. And then she goes, uh, she's like, she can't even claim that. That's not even original. And then Charlotte is like, oh, you want to talk about not being original? And it was like, oh, that was pretty good right off the cuff with each other. Um, Alexa says, without a title, she doesn't have anything. And her insecurities are stamped right on her forehead. Uh, Bliss says that's not original with Charlotte saying they don't want to get into the whole lack of originality thing. Yes, that was a very good little back and forth between them. Bliss calls her a narcissistic little bitch and says at least she knows who she is. You can call her crazy, but on Sunday you can call her champion. Charlotte shoves her so Alexa Bliss charges, earning herself the big boot. Charlie is ripped apart, but Alexa Bliss gets up before Charlotte can get to Lily and the DDT sends Charlotte running. They tried their best to recreate Ruby Riot and uh and Britt Baker from Friday. Did you see Rampage by chance? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. Yeah, check it out. Um if you get a chance to go back, watch it. Lucha Brothers defended the titles against Butcher and the Blade. Really good match. Um They had um Anna J versus the Bunny. And then they had uh, Miro against Fuego Del Sol. And then in the middle, they had Ruby Riot and uh, Britt Baker have a face-to-face in-ring promo segment. And they got super spicy. And they did. Yeah, so it was really good. Oh, I did see Drake Maverick, too, when I was uh, during the early event when everybody was up around the catering area. So he was looking around the back trying to get, you know, trying to get them to help. Right, right. Right, right. Drew Gulak was was there as well. So basically, yeah, I saw like the 24-7 crew when I first got there. Um, Drake Maverick and the usual band, the 24-7 guys, have a whiteboard plan to capture Reggie. Annette is involved and they capture Drew Gulak instead. Reggie escapes and Drake Maverick is living. Uh, The only thing this missed was the net having a big Acme brand logo on it right <laughs> Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy the bro kick is countered into the twist of fate the swanton hits the knees though but Jeff Hardy grabs a sunset flip for the pin and this place exploded big time for Jeff Hardy they were behind Jeff Hardy all night um, they definitely were there to see the swanton uh, they definitely were so fallen crest Crestfallen, excuse me, when the Swanton hit the knees, but then they regathered it back up for the pinning predicament for Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy got a win in uh, his home state, so that's refreshing for him. After the match, Sheamus goes because uh, what happened was is Jeff Hardy won this match. It would make the Extreme Rules match a triple threat instead of a one-on-one between Sheamus and Damian Priest. So after the match, Sheamus goes outside to yell at Damian Priest, and then they have this really good brawl that takes place uh, into the commercial break. So, yeah, man, Damian Priest is a really good brawler. Miss Simi would definitely uh, would have enjoyed that to see that in person. I wish she would. <laughs> yeah, she said that uh, Aleister Black and uh, Cody had a pretty good brawl, too, in Newark. She was upset, though, that they was hitting each other with those $15 beers. Now that brings us to our main event of the evening. 
Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns versus Big E. Reigns Superman punches Lashley to break up the spear, but Lashley's second attempt connects. Big E breaks up the pin, but has to block the hurt lock. Roman Reigns makes the save with the Superman punch. Big E hits the spear to drive Romans through the ropes and, uh, the, the apron spear is what uh, Big E did. Back in, the big ending hits Roman Reigns. We get the visual pin, but Bobby Lashley breaks it up with the chair. Lashley unloads on Big E with the chair and then walks into the spear to give Roman Reigns the win. He did all that just to get pinned. Hey, man. Uh, no dark match, unfortunately. I thought we might get like a Charlotte Flair versus somebody match, but no, we got no dark match. So that was how Monday Night Raw ended. The same thing that you guys saw on television was the same thing we got in the arena when it came to the end. Um, I just came out of this having to acknowledge my tribal chief, the head of the table, because this man, not only did he come to work at a different office on his day on what should have been his day off. He also did overtime and won two matches. Right. Gotta acknowledge him, man. Gotta acknowledge him. I mean, he traveled all this way from Friday night to Monday night just to be acknowledged. I don't know how this came off on television because I haven't gone back and watched the, the television version of the whole thing through. But this in arena was a very enjoyable, very, might I say, really good episode of Monday Night Raw. The Bloodline, Roman, Paul... Lots of women, lots of black folks, the New Day, Big E. They produced a hell of a show, man. That they did. It was good. It was the rate good. was up. Rate was up like 10% from last week. Yeah, the crowd was good. Crowd was into a lot of the show. Um, so um we definitely I definitely got a treat. Hold up. So you said the crowd was into it. Mm-hmm. But but in the spaces, people would seem like the crowd wasn't into it as much. So I don't know. I think it's just pockets of it, man. I think okay. it's just the way. I think those people who buy those ringside seats, they pay so much money. You know, you really got to do something to get them up. But the people who are like the commoners and the 200 sections just behind them. Oh, yeah. Those people were into everything. Hey, if I get a full seat, I'm definitely going to act the fool. I'm not sitting in there being too cute for TV. Oh, no. Let no. Me- Nah, let me, let me enjoy myself. Yeah, I it, I don't know if it always shows up on TV just because of I think the rowdies at Raw don't sit on the floor. I think they sit up in the other areas. And so since those aren't the people that you're going to necessarily catch in the camera shots mm-hmm. for most of the night, it doesn't look like they were into it. But if you're in the arena, though, yeah, they were into it. Mm. They were into it. It's a good crowd, lively crowd. Got a great episode. So I cannot complain about having to work, quote unquote, Monday Night Raw. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. I think everybody's waiting for your Mo Meltzer news segment for this week, considering all the news that was made 
later in last week with that bombshell of an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So turn it over yes. to you, sir, with uh, the latest oh. news in wrestling. Man. So Dark Side of the Ring, the episode for season 3B, part B, um, dropped on Friday. And well, it wasn't season for me, it did a month before, but this one got people talking. Um, Rick Flair went on apology. First, he was saying, you know, try to deny that he was just saying, apologizing, saying he's done things in the dark, you know, in his past and everything. Um, it was just unfortunate. And it was just, you know, a lot of people just being looked at funny in the light when it came to this. Um, also, I guess the gentleman that they played portrayed um, Miss Fields' husband. He's probably doing a lifetime movie. Hmm. Oh, no, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait! Sorry, I ain't got two. I ain't got that all mixed up. Next week is about to be about Chris Canyon. Oh, word. And apparently Rick Flair said some unfavorable things about him, too. Oh, they showed, dang. They showed, they showed the Howard Stern clip where he was on the Howard Stern show and Chris Kane was on and then that's Rick Flair called up and Rick Flair was like, you know, basically saying, you, um, you, ain't, you, ain't, get, you ain't cut it because, you know, you don't have it. And you see to run him down. I get the they had a quote from John Cena as well, too. Man, Chris Canyon was very dope. Uh, Chris Canyon was a very uh, innovative wrestler. He always had some really cool moves he'd always come up with. That Jersey Triad thing in the end of WCW could have worked for him, but they just weren't around long enough to kind of make it work. But, yeah, man, just one of the uh, unfortunate guys who, you know, just kind of got lost right there in the uh, in the end of WCW, man. Didn't get picked up by WWE and, you know. He did. He did? Yes, he got picked up because this is the thing. When they, after they had the, um, after they had the, um, the invasion and everything, so they was, so Shane had kind of promo when he had, they was doing, they was giving out, um, they was doing like, a promo with the, the um invade with the um, alliance or whatever. So Booker T had the um the W he was a, he was a dual champion at the time. WCW the world heavyweight champion and he was the United States champion. So in the promo they he gave um Chris Canyon United States championship. He gave like handed gave it to him. That definitely so, was during the time I was like not watching it on a week to week basis. I do not remember <laughs> any of that. I didn't get but I was like, uh, yes, he did. <laughs> and, you know, WWE could have did a lot with Chris Canyon if they really wanted to. Now, when you look at it, it's just like, look back at it, it's like, this is so unfortunate. Yeah, missed opportunity, man. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so a lot of people got caught with strays with that. Um, and I had watched it, um, 
And I was just like, wow, because that's what I had logged after uh, watching, um, after I had logged off, I had entered the space and went to sleep. And so I um, woke back up and I saw people, I saw Rick Flair trending. I'm thinking, don't tell me something about Rick Flair. And then everybody was talking about Dark Side of the Ring. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and so then it's like a lot of people started dissing themselves away from him. Like, like, when the WWE, they were still using his woo and had him in the montage. Starting last night on Raw, the upcoming Raw episode, the montage of woo was gone from the intro. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um... Just a, a new age, man. You can't... You, yeah, you know, definitely a new age. You're not gonna get away with that stuff, man. Right. And people were looking at you. There was like a whole bunch of other stuff with the world that playing. Like Terry Reynolds, she was interviewed and she said that Brock Lesnar exposed himself to her. Um there was a whole lot that was just going on on that flight. And they got back to um to Connecticut and it was like so much rain was coming down. It was like oh boy. Yeah, man, they definitely, um, you know, something that could only take place on like a chartered flight for sure. If they were in, uh, you know, regular, you know, United, Delta, whatever airlines, they would definitely would have got arrested and would have been a lot more people, you know, uh, publicly uh, put to the fire, feet to the fire for their transgressions. But, you know, and again, Tommy Dreamer looking the worst out of everybody, getting the getting the biggest uh, blowback from out of everybody too. And what happened? Because he's lo- he's losing a lot of stuff in his current life right now that he's been working very hard to maintain and get to. <clears throat> and all that stuff is uh, he's like little baby. Uh, the baby was back here in the summertime. He just losing everything. Every time you turn around, it's like, oh, they just dropped Tommy Dreamer from this too. <clears throat> All right, man. So next up on the docket, um, Brian Danielson wrote a thank you letter to the WWE and the Players Tribune. Um, if we don't know, the Players Tribune is a I think it's an athlete-driven, like, I think it was like a uh, website. I think it was Dirk Cheetah who mm-hmm. found that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this is basically like where all the, um, where all the, like, players, that, like the, the um, athletes go, they want to say something. So I am going to um, I make sure to save it in my likes. I like somebody else. Don't know what Oh, yeah. I didn't uh I, I didn't even read it, man. I just saw it and was like, that's classic. Okay. All right, so he says, Thank you, WWE. So I'm gonna read it and it's quite a lengthy read. Man, but let's get to the good parts. I'll, all right. So basically starts off by saying tomorrow feels like the biggest match in his career. It doesn't feel like, in a lot of ways, it doesn't seem like it's real. It's against a great opponent in Kenny Omega. 
who he's watched grow and become one of the best wrestlers in the world over the last several years. Um, and he somehow how was taking place in Dream Set in the first show at Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, groundbreaking on AEW, a groundbreaking promotion. And he said, um, AEW, a company that's ground, they're modernizing wrestling and giving fans their first true alternative and a rest an alternative in a long time and it's my first match outside of wwe in over 10 years and it feels like a brand new chapter i couldn't be more excited for the world and then he goes on and says um if he's if we can be honest um excited is only part of what i'm feeling right now life has a way of being a little more complicated than that, than that, you know. So as I approach this moment before the next part of my career gets fully underway, there's something that I need to express. And then they, like capital letters, he says, thank you, WWE. Then he goes on to thank, you know, the people backstage, the producers, um, catering, um, other wrestlers who helped the conversations with him. This was just real silly with him and everything. Um, he pointed out that he said thank you to the big man. So, you know, Vince McMahon has a thing about being acknowledged for the um, greatness. So, um, so, oh, thanks for letting God damn. We have a, a night of drinking, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he thanks this with man. Then he said, Thank you to the WWE fans. He said, He pushed my career to new heights, heights I never would reach for on my own. Um, he, make, he makes up, um, he said, Thank you for cheering for me enthusiastically into the main event at WrestleMania 30, and thank you for booing me ferociously against Kofi at WrestleMania 35. He said, thank you for crying with me when I was forced to retire. And thank you for celebrating with me when I was cleared to compete. Thank you for hijacking that show in Seattle. The last time my dad ever got to see me wrestle, he signed his first autograph that night, Buddy Danielson, Brian Dan- Brian- Daniel Bryan's dad. Oh, man, that was, a, that was an epic night, a very epic night. And then he was, he says, you know, um, he hopes that the fans follow him to AEW, but if they don't, he understands. Um, he said he loved this time at WWE. He said it changed um, his life. He met his wife, had unbelievable experiences, and made great friends. He said, some of you I may see again. I hope that I do. But these last two years taught us not to take that for granted. So I just want to tell you all that how much you mean to me. I'm grateful that you allowed me into your lives and that you came into mind. I'll cherish these memories forever. And he says, thank you for reading. And most of all, thank you for caring. Sincerely, Brian Davidson. That is very smart, very classy. And, uh, you know, just doing business the right way because you never know where your life is going to take you. And he could end up being back there in three years or five years or 10 years in a management role or a producer role or, you know, something 
uh, corporate and, you know, you don't want to burn bridges because, you know, it's no, there's no guarantee that AEW is going to make it around for 60 years like the WWE has been, you know? Right. But I think it was a nice letter that um, he wrote and, you know, this was, you know, kind of just like smooth things out and everything because, you know, everybody wants to see, you know, Sasha, I mean, Sasha, um, Shoot. Um, big girl. Who's not talking about? Daniel Bryan. Yeah, who about Daniel Bryan? Oh man, I- I'm telling you. Um, man, what you, you've been you've been on that tequila again. Man, the rock tequila. See another. See this is. What's about the rock I don't, tequila? I don't, I don't know if this is a, a positive or negative endorsement of the tequila, but, <laughs> but either way, it is a good endorsement. It's a good endorsement. It'll get you drunk. You be fucking mad bitches in no time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're my co-host, because that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> no, so Daniel Bryan, you know, we that we've watched his journey. You know, he started back out with NXT. This is when NXT was a game show, and he was the Miz's um, protege. Oh, speaking of which, didn't mention Miz's on um, Dancing with the Stars this season. And he, I guess he did pretty good last night. Because during the Raw broadcast, they meant they showed a number so fans can call and vote for him. I was like, y'all ain't shit. But, yeah, he did, <laughs> he did the cha-cha last night. It was okay. Yeah. So, um, they, we saw when he, he came there, he when he got, I don't know if he got legit fired or was the storyline fired, but the whole choking um, Justin Roberts. Oh, yeah, with, he got he got fired, fired for that. Oh, and that was a, that was a legit fired. But then he yeah. they brought him back when um, the whole Nexus angle and everything. So he came back, and um, you know he had great. I mean, he had great. He had evolved his character over the years, and he was just doing things like. You know, he kept saying he was gonna be a B plus a B plus player, but he took that all the way to WrestleMania 30 and the 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 um the Superdome was just full of just fans going doing yes the yes chance and everything. And then when it was Kofi starting to get the title, he 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 did the he did the business. He he did the he did he did business the right way and you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, Brian Danielson, regular. You know, he was hammering for him to come back. We wanted to see him come back. He had the general manager role on SmackDown. The next thing you know, he had that announcement. He got cleared. He definitely never gave up. He came back. Miz cut that awesome promo against him on um, Talking Smack. Man. Mm-hmm. The ether. That, that was some heat. That was some heat right there. Um, so he um, he definitely he definitely you know came back and the next thing you know it was just like he wanted to do more and more. And it was like a report that came out that said that um, he was going to he Vince was going to actually grant him that, but. Guess we want to go to like new challenges in um, AEW, which I'll blame him. I mean, his first match in AEW 
he's wrestling Kenny Omega at the Arthur Ashe show tomorrow. Now that's going to be a hell of a match. And so I can't wait to see what he does with AEW. Honestly, hey. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun to, uh, this week on uh, on uh, AEW between Dynamite and Rampage. Um, they are gonna give the wrestling fans a whole lot of what they want. Um, we got uh, Sting versus Malachi Black. We got FTR versus Darby Allen and Sting. We've got oh, that, I meant to say Cody. If I said something wrong in the beginning, hey. Cody, Cody and Malachi, Malachi Black. Cody and Malachi Black. Then we got Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. We're gonna have Daniel Bryan versus uh Kenny Omega. Um I think Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho is gonna be on that as well. So yeah, man, this is gonna be a loaded, loaded show. Then on Friday, Rampage is gonna be two hours, and headlining that, we're gonna have uh Powerhouse Hobbs taking on CM Punk. Our man Mo to the underscore Reese's favorite wrestler, Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh gosh. Simi Simi chastised me last week. But um I said that he he tried to slam CM Punk on the table and it didn't break. And Simi was like, Mo. And I was like, okay. It's like must Ron- Ronaldo Ray and Friday. Yeah. Why are you coming around here messing with these nice people? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he definitely was, um, he definitely was, you know, like, you know, I guess they were trying to move the, move the story along. So this is like CM Punk's real first dive into, um, yeah, true storyline feud, right? Not just a one off match, but it looks like he's gonna. He's got a big challenge ahead of him. I guess he starts with Powerhouse Hobbs, maybe run through Hook in the middle, and then maybe uh, Ricky Starks is the is the beneficiary and gets the win over CM Punk. Nah, I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it. Um, looks like, you know, Alexa Bliss is plenty of the Women wrestlers um, dumped on Dave Meltzer's report that 1,500 fans walked out on the Raw segment. No walked out on Charlotte's Raw segment. No, it definitely wasn't no 1,500 fans, man. Right. I was there, as uh, Bruce Pritchard would say. Was he there? I was there. You know, I was in the building. You were not. <laughs> you listening to Stooges. Yeah. All right. But, um, oh, yeah. um, Triple H issued his first statement since his heart surgery. He said thank you to, you know, all the fans, all the well wishes and everything. Um, I know we talk about this in the dog match, but the, um, the comments they made from the after the um, the plane, the dog side of the dog side of the ring plane, plane ride from hell episode. Um, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, 
Um, Rick Flair went on the on a on a policy tour. He apologized to two people. We finally got our first COVID shot. Who did? Oh shit! Who who got the COVID shot? Yeah. Shit, I'm just rambling. Scratch that. Nobody got the COVID shot. <laughs> I was just rambling. I don't know why I was thinking I was rambling about verses, and I don't know why how that verses how the verses last week was getting caught up in this. I, I really oh, don't. Oh yeah, you yeah you really gone off that I man. You been drinking that stuff straight, <laughs> no ice, no chaser. <laughs> DJ um, Jonay is gonna be no, proud. Of, we, he's gonna be proud. We, of we, we, we play was definitely. <laughs> Um, Tommy Dreamer got suspended. Um, Rob Van Dam tried to clarify his comments on Twitter today. Um, Dustin Rhodes, he was being held accountable for what he was saying, what he did, and everything. Um, Sky Hall got dragged in the mud. It was a lot. Yeah, how about, hey, guess what? It then came out on the TV. Everybody knows you done got exposed. There ain't really much you need to come out here and try to say because you're not going to change nobody's opinion. You know, the 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 best thing you can do is just be like, I'm sorry. I made some discretions. I made a mistake. Um, you know what I'm saying? My actions were, you know, you know, reprehensible and blah, 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 blah. But other than that, you ain't finna change nobody's opinion. So don't come out here trying to explain what you what you was doing, what you was intended, because nobody wants to hear it, dude. You know? Nobody and, wants to hear it. He never forced he said he done some dark things throughout his career, but he never forced himself on anyone or things along that line. So yeah. 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 Um, um, let's see. Um, Fox will air a King of the Ring special. So it's like, it's like, it's like the probably airs the week before Blood Money 5 um, drops. Um, well, hopefully this King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring tournament is very well done. And, uh, Xavier Woods can uh, can finally get his uh, his his dreams. You know, since Biggie is the current champion, Kofi has been the champion. Uh, Xavier Woods needs to get something of his own. Yep. Yes. Um. Um. Yeah. Um. It. Escape the Undertaker um, interactive film with WWE and Netflix. Link comes out November, I mean, October 5th. Sorry, not November, October 5th. Let me double check. Hold on. Hit the site right there. So, um, yeah, October 5th. Comes out October 5th. Um, Brian Danielson said that it would be real expensive to get final countdown for AEW. So, yeah, 
Definitely. Uh, and, and it takes too long for that part of the song to generate for television. Um, your boy Naito is out of G1 comics. Yeah, man. Uh, since that Sabre Jr. and him had one of their classic wrestling matches. And uh, if you watch the match very closely, you could tell that Na- uh, Naito was hobbling around a little bit, but, I mean, he's such a great seller. You, I just thought, like, hmm. But when the match ended, it was like, dang, he does look a little banged up more than just selling. And then uh, Anwar hit me with the tweet earlier today. It was like, oh, he out, like, out, out. And apparently he's got, like, a bad MCL and meniscus, so. Good luck to Naito going forward. That's going to be about a month and a half probably worth of uh, rehab time for him if he doesn't have to have surgery. Speaking of Ric Flair, the WWE removes Ric Flair from TV intro, plan merchandise next in WWE story time pool. So. Yeah, they, somebody had to go back and do a lot of work. It was like, hey, um, these Ric Flair like censored, you know, documentation, document documentaries and things like that. Take them down. <laughs> Take them down. Um fans with a fans check for Brody Lee when big when doing Biggie's promo or after his promo. Yeah, there was a small pocket of people chanting Brody. It wasn't like a the whole crowd, but yes, there was a good pocket of uh people chanting Brody. Okay. Um, that's about it for, for me. And let's let's hold on. Let me check one more. Let me check one more place. Cause, oh boy, this will be funny episodes to people. <laughs> Um, Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix, Beth, Becky Lynch says she could have came back at WrestleMania 37. Chompa thinks 2.0 will be discussed as the A show in three six months. So he's basically putting his money, he, he's basically putting putting them on the back so he can um, so he can um, so he can be like See, that's the top show. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, quite a few, you know, new names that can help push NXT to that level. You know, to see where they keep going with the storylines and everything. Yeah, yeah. They did a lot to introduce people to these new um, characters this week. Did a lot of character building, which is definitely going to help because people are like oh there's too many new people and I don't know anything about them so they're so they're going back and trying to you know give you some backstory give you some depth to these characters and that's only going to help the characters and uh, help people get more in tune to what's going on right now so this definitely was a good show NXT I like the way that it was formatted it felt like a old school uh, 80s 90s WWE show where they do a lot of um, 
vignettes and you know promos for translating so that's cool all right final thoughts shout outs and thank you sir man this episode definitely one for the books um but uh great raw um nice to see where they put the focus on wrestling and just you know um long-term booking and then we see Big E. I mean, we see that um, they had a triple threat main event and Bobby Lashley won that one too. Um, like I said, this is great. The weather's changing. So make sure you put your jackets on, wearing long sleeve shirts, so everybody in the, um, our community getting sick. Um, but shout out to Dawn. Um, shout out to Simi. Shout out to Jane. Terry Boy, um, and Walsh Darwin, um, everybody who tweets with us, um, folks that talk trash about their fantasy teams, and you know, we really got it. Um, we'll just, you know, thank you all for listening. And, um, oh, snap, one more thing, one more thing, AEW, um. And the Owen Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Not about that. I just remember Miss um um people that you look and sent it to me on her other account. Yeah. Um they can so they somebody was saying they convinced Martha Hart to let the trust wrestling again. And a lot of people, you know, me included, were saying, you know, like, well, we know where Owen's you know, Mark Billy was, and he drunk with the, the, um, his friend he met. Um, damn. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. So Martha, so all his wife, basically came to agreement with AEW and saying that they can do, use this name and likeness um, for figurines and everything. And they put me doing a, um, a tournament where the winner gets the owner. So basically, it's going to be their version of King of the Ring, I guess. I believe so. I don't know how that whole thing about going to the brewery we was getting in there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we know you got to record podcasts or something like that. Don't drink. Because it was a friend of my birthday, and we were doing a little Zoom party thing, so we were just having some drinks. And apparently, I didn't have one too many. One, <laughs> I said one too many guns. <laughs> I went on tangents and forgot. And it wasn't like, wait a minute, why am I talking about this? This has nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah, so Martha, um, Martha Hart is doing is allowing um, AEW to um, now AEW to honor own and. While wow, there's probably just a few people in W in AEW who knew Owen, i.e. Mark Henry. Um I wanna say on Anderson for Friday. Uh Kenny Omega. There's a lot of people who grew up idolizing Owen, yeah. but yeah, there's very few people who Jericho I people came up with the um the dungeon as well too who right. wrestled up in the, the Calgary portion with that fall, his fall and everything. So, um, yeah, 
just look for them. You know, I know Vince probably rolled his eyes when he when he when he when you heard about this announcement and everything. But you know, she had the reason why she doesn't, you know, fuck with the WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, such an unfortunate incident. She's not going for it, so. Yeah, um, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not in this lifetime. But, um, you know they're gonna have Owen his likeness in the, in AEW, and that's about it. Okay, now for real. Um, the Falcon Kennedy, um. Julia Julep, Madame Lizette, um, my girl Jane, she be um, retweeting things like that. Uh, Sifla Apple, uh, ADC, also <sighs> um, um, the Sean who be in the spaces with us, and a couple other ones who be in here with us as well too. Um, shout out to them. Um, you know, we have our regulars in the spaces with us and everything, so you know that's that's cool. I how our spaces is turning out. Um yeah, just shout out to everybody who tweets it with us, who um gets up in the spaces and we just have a great time. Shout out to all of you. Well, I'd like to give a shout out to uh Tequila who uh brought us <laughs> to the underscore Reese tonight. <laughs> So shout out to uh, Rock. Uh, what's the, what's the brand that? How do you say it? Um, it, it's T something. It's Terra something. Termana. Yes. Shout out to that. Uh, shout out to Mo to the underscore Reese for being able to navigate the show as best he could. Shout out to Miss Didi Jonay whose birthday was over the weekend. Oh yes, yes, definitely shout out to our lady, lady. Instagram out here living her best life. Uh, shout out to Miss J to the max who who was on the East Coast celebrating with Miss Didi Jonay. You can uh, see those two lovely ladies all on the Instagrams hanging out together. So always a good time to see the. The two ladies of the WrestleCast and SmackDown Matters interacting and, and having a good time enjoying themselves. Shout out to Miss Simi. Uh, you can catch me and Miss Simi over on the Dark Match of our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, where you can hear her firsthand accounts about going to the live show at MSG and also going to AEW. Uh, talk about the differences between the two crowds. Uh, what they were there, for, you know, who they enjoyed and who they didn't. So that's a very good listen. You can also listen to me and Miss Simi each and every week here on the free feed uh, as we talk about NXT. So we will be talking about the second episode of NXT 2.0 a little bit later this week. So please be on the lookout for that particular podcast. Shout out to my man, Anwar Starwin, who I'm going to get a chance to chop it up with as we've got to talk about the first two nights of the G1 taking place out in New Japan. Uh, like we said, Naito has gotten hurt, so he is now going to forfeit uh, the rest of his matches, so that's going to lead to some very interesting booking um, for uh, New Japan now, because I'm pretty sure they had this long, drawn-out plan, and now none of that can take place because of Naito being hurt, so they'll have to do some shuffling there. 
um just shout out to all the wrestle bays all the members of the glow like uh mo said everybody who joins us in the twitter spaces throughout the week smackdown matters nxt cast dynamite cast raw cast shout out to monday night raw man for providing a very good episode for me to see live and in person i got a chance you know to be highly entertained got to see the bloodline against the new day face off and what was probably a match they could have saved for a pay-per-view survivor series but they gave it to us on that monday night also a three-way that probably could have been on Extreme Rules, but they gave it to us uh, on Monday night, so it made for a very good episode, and I'm just uh, thrilled that I could finally see a Monday Night Raw that I enjoyed uh, very, very much. So continue to support the WrestleCast. Become a patron over on Patreon.com. Also go to CSPN.us. Click on the top of the page that says Keep Our Podcast Free. Do some shopping with any of our sponsors in that drop-down menu to help keep the show free each and every week. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. It has come to our attention that a mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked.
short because we got town business. And that business is with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Bozos. Tribal Chief, 